Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 18, Favorite Music in Film. How are you doing? This is the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me for another chilled out session of Film Focus. And yeah, I'm in a pretty good groove today. No reviews today, as I thought we'd do another featurette. And um, yeah, before we get into like the subject matter, which you probably know what it is from if you heard the introduction, obviously. But um, yeah, I just want to say, yeah, I'm in a good groove today. It's Friday, I'm feeling good, and um, even though the new Magnificent Seven has just come out in the cinema, I decided to re-watch the old one and see what that was about. And you know what? I actually really liked it. Um, I'm not really much into Western films, um, so I've only seen a select few, but this one was actually pretty good. Now, I know it's a remake of Seven Samurai, and I was planning to watch that today as well, but believe me, I just don't have the time. I didn't know the film was that long, almost three and a half hours. And while I don't have any problem with, like, you know, watching long films it's just a case of um you know i need time to go about and do everything else that i need to do i've got a lot of other tv and films and like other life-based stuff to go about and take care of so yeah the original magnificent seven uh check that out and obviously watch seven samurai because that's obviously like you know the basis for these like you know two american remakes that came afterwards but anyway but anyway you're not here to listen to me talk about you know western films and their remakes and all that sort of stuff. You're here to listen to me talk about music in film. Now, I'm not talking about, like, you know, was it film scores? I'm talking about, like, the use of, you know, actual music, some stuff that you might hear on the radio or see on TV, and how it's been implemented into film and how it works well. Because there have been a lot of films over the course of time where you have just a piece of music that is implemented into the film in a way that elevates the scene whether it like you know makes it a more joyful or more sad or a more like you know scary scene it just has an effect where it amplifies like you know what happened what's going on in the film and i was at work the other day and i thought you know what this would be a probably it'd be yeah, it'd just be a good subject matter to go about and uh, talk about on the podcast so Today, I'm going to be talking about my own personal, like, you know, was it, uh, favorite choices of music that's been used in film over the years. Now, obviously, this is a subjective list, so there's probably a whole lot of stuff I'm either missing out on or, you know, some people may not agree with. But yeah, with all that out of the way, let's get started. So when I started making this list the other day, I couldn't think of anything better to start with than to use like the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack because that film straight from like you know the advertising campaign like um had a great assortment of music from the 1970s and throughout that film there are so many songs and I could have gone with the obvious choice with like um Hooked on a Feeling or I could have used the 10 cc's I'm Not In Love which was a gorgeous way to start that film or I could use, like, you know, some of the um, other more popular songs, like, you know, was it Stuff by the Jackson 5 or David Bowie? 
but I just had to pick the song that for me, when I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, it was the song that literally just like, you know, filled my heart with so much joy and just amplified that scene where it was used. And that was obviously Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. Oh my God, that song was just the greatest. Oh yeah, and by the way, kind of spoilers for um, some of these uh, films, because I'm going to be talking about like uh, these songs and how they were used in certain scenes. So yeah, if you haven't seen these films, you have been warned. But yeah. Guards of the Galaxy, when they use Come and Get Your Love in the sequence when uh, Peter Quill is just arriving on that planet and he just happens to be listening to the music as he's just traveling towards the sort of like inner sections of the planet to go about and get that uh, metal sphere. Just the whole dance sequence and the way in which the music was so happy-go-lucky against all this crazy stuff that he was doing whether he was like you know was it picking up one of those aliens and sort of singing to it or kicking one of them or jumping over that weird chasm with those weird like you know was it i think weird sea worm based creatures it was such a delightfully crafted sequence of like you know was it uh camera movement chris pratt at the center of it and the music was just incredible I love this sequence so much and every time I watch Guardians of the Galaxy I get giddy all over again and that song was one of the key elements that made me want to go about and get the Guardian soundtrack. Come and Get Your Love is a fantastic song but with it being in the scene that it is in Guardians of the Galaxy it just works on a whole nother level. And sticking with the films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm going to go about and give you Shoot the Thrill by ACDC from Iron Man 2. Now, Iron Man 2 isn't even that great of a film, I have to say, but that introduction sequence, I freaking love it. It's so good. I remember watching it in 2010 with my mate when I went to see Iron Man 2 in opening weekend, and I loved it. It's just the way that the music starts and then you just have Iron Man in that like, you know, was it play and he jumps out and he's just free falling while there's like bloody fireworks going off and then he lands just on stage with all those girls in the sort of like scantily dressed like, you know, was it costume version of the Iron Man armor with everybody there. It just makes Tony Stark look like a friggin superstar in the coolest way possible it shows tony stark basically just being like you know was it one of the most coolest awesomest over the top cool guys <laughs> like you know just making one heck of an entrance and to shoot the thrill one of like you know acdc's most popular songs and like you know one of my favorites of this it's so good and yeah i'm not gonna lie i was never i've never been like you know the biggest acdc fan but like um that song along with some of the other uses of their music in like you know was the uh on the iron man 2 soundtrack really got me into them a lot more than i was when i was uh back in school so yeah that introduction sequence was lovely it's just the way in which it all came together and that music just fueled everything on screen it was delightful another choice on this list happens to be one of my all-time favorite songs actually but i didn't even know it was part of this film until a good few years later we happen to have the song canned heat by my favorite band jamiroquai in the film napoleon dynamite now i remember being in i think maybe my final two years of high school and um 
people were talking about, oh yeah, that song like by Jamiroquai that was in Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And I didn't know about Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't even see it until like I think I was in my mid to late teens or something. But yeah, I didn't know that this song by Jamiroquai was like so closely associated with this film and that's why so many people know of it. And I'm like, there's a darn shame in some cases where there's like, you know, really good bands or artists that are only mainly known. Well, they, yeah, the music's only known because it's attached to like, you know, a popular or like, you know, was it popular scene in a film? Because um, I think Can Heat is one of the most awesome songs ever. But, you know, that's just me. But yeah, the way it's used in Napoleon Dynamite is fabulous when um, Napoleon just happens to be doing that strange very strange awkwardly choreographed dance sequence to my jamiroquai jam and it's just it's so strange and weird and funny and you can't turn away just because you just want to keep seeing where it goes and it's the fact that he doesn't even finish he just sort of stops the tape and then just runs off i'm like bloody hell (laughs) but it's so wonderfully done it's just like it's a great song and you just have napoleon there just in the center of it doing this very strange dance and um Hey, if it just gives a little bit more promotion to my band, then, like, you know, more power to it. But, yeah, uh, Can't Heat, great song. Napoleon Dynamite, great film. And that is a standout scene. All right, so now the next choice of song is actually a song that, ever since I heard it as a little boy, has been part of my life ever since. And we're talking about Hey Pachuco by Royal Crown Review. At least I think that's how you say that their name and it's from The Mask. Now The Mask was one of many films I saw Jim Carrey in in the late 90s and it was one of my favorites and one of my favorite aspects of that film was the dance sequence with Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz in the club. It's such a charismatic, energetic, fun, delightful dance sequence is wonderfully choreographed and it's the music that really amps everything up i love that song the way it starts out with the drums and obviously if you're watching the scene it's just the way that you see um jim carrey as the mask like you know sort of feeling the music bounce along and then they just go into the dance sequence and it's the way that the music just goes and the guy that's singing is gorgeous I bloody love that song so much and with the dance it's just so good it's so energetic and incredible you just feel the energy and it makes you want to get up and dance but you're watching the film so you don't want to really get out of your seat and like you know disrupt your like immersion but every time I see that sequence I fall in love over and over again I bloody love it it's so good it's a great dance, it's a great music, and I, I love the mask, so yeah, it's, it's good. I, if you couldn't tell, I really like that song, and um, ever since then, I've had that as part of my like music playlist, wherever I go. Now, this next song may be a bit of a cheat, but I had to put it in there anyway. Um, back in the, was it mid to late 90s? The Rugrats came out with their own like film, And there was a good few artists featured on the soundtrack. But the song that I wanted to talk about was the lovely song Either of My Toys Around by No Doubt featuring Elvis Costello. That song gets me every bloody time. 
I used to watch the um, credit sequence of the Rugrats movie just so I could hear that song. And obviously you see the uh, scene at the end of the film as well. But I love that song. Um, Gwen Stefani's vocals are gorgeous and along with Elvis Costello's like, you know, vocals, especially in the um, chorus sequence and the bit towards the end, it's lovely, it's very like heartfelt and a lot of the lyrics in the song definitely feel like they are like a sort of metaphor for Angelica in a lot of ways. But the the song just feels very in line with like, um, you know, being young, uh, getting in trouble, just being a kid in general. And it just felt so nice as part of this overall film. Um, if you haven't heard it already, please be sure to go back and give like I Throw My Toys Around a listen. It is a gorgeous song. Next up, we happen to have one of my favorite songs from Ghostbusters, and we're talking the 1984 version, not the 2016 version. And no, it is not the main theme song by Ray Parker Jr. I'm actually talking about Saving the Day by the Alessi Brothers. At least I think that's how you say their name. And this song happened to play during the sequence where I think it was um, the Ghostbusters had convinced the mayor of New York to go about and um, get out of trouble and um, help them get to the uh, building where Zool was and then like basically take it out. But it's that sequence where um, the mayor's given them like, you know, was it sort of police guided support to drive through the city where everyone's there all like you know was it shouting the ghostbusters name and uh hooraying for them and all that it's a wonderful sequence and the music by the alessi brothers is great it's so uplifting and powerful and it's so cool and so when you're hearing like you know save the day dun, 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 save the day it's so cool sorry i had to sing but it's one of my favorite parts of the film with the music and what's happening on screen okay so now i'm moving on to one of my all-time favorite songs from the 1980s and this is kind of a cheat because this song is played throughout the film in different segments but i had to put it in there you know what time it is it's danger zone by kenny loggins from top gun i don't think there is any other more manly song from the 1980s besides maybe um i the tiger by survivor but how cool is this song as soon as you hear that song start up and then as the guitar start kicking off you know you're in for a good time and whether it's just like sequences of like uh, people flying around in jets or just being on the military base it just gets you amped up and some people have said that danger zone is one of the if not the best element of the top gun film they don't even care so much about the film as much as they do that song and in a way i'm kind of in i, I wouldn't agree but at the same time like i do enjoy top gun it's a cheesy fun kind of film but it definitely helps that you have the beautiful vocals of kenny loggins just like amping everything up and if you haven't experienced the mesmerizing amazingness of that song then you gotta check it out it's great it's great <laughs> oh man now i'm all giddy and i want to listen to that song again then there's this other little film from the 90s that is not look upon too fondly these days but i still have fun with it we're talking about space jam and the song i'm going to pick is no not r kelly but it's actually uh 
Seal's cover of Fly Like an Eagle. Oh my goodness, that song is awesome. I didn't even know there was another version of that song until I think earlier on this year. Uh, that's because the Seal version is so much better, but we're not talking about that. We're basically talking about how it was used in the film. And the song is used in two sequences. Once when Michael Jordan is basically showing the Looney Tunes his, like, you know, basketball skills. And just the way you can see Michael Jordan going up there and dunking that ball through the hoop. And the way in which he's doing it in slow motion. You can see the uh, Looney Tunes characters, like, reactions to it. It's wonderful. It's a great sequence. It's beautiful. And with that music... It just definitely makes it feel a little bit more magical and a little bit more, I don't know, maybe even otherworldly. It's just a really lovely sequence. And then obviously towards the end of the film is used again when um, <laughs> when Dan Aykroyd's character is just complaining. Well, not so much complaining. He's just like a little bit um, depressed about the fact that he could have been a basketball player but then he chose not to and the other guys just telling him oh yeah you had your chance and get over it and it's just played towards the end of the film as the film is ending which is just lovely so yeah fly like an eagle by seal so good lovely and um is used to good effect in space jam now there is another song from the 80s going back to the 80s we're talking about christopher cross's arthur from the film arthur so technically the song is called Arthur's Theme, but it's so good. This is another one of my favorite songs from the 80s. I've got a lot of favorite songs from the 80s, but this is definitely on like, you know, the uh, higher level. I've never actually seen Arthur the whole way through. I think I watched the first 10 minutes. I just happened to, you know, just leave the TV on in the background. And then the film came on. And what I noticed straight away was the use of this song. Christopher Cross's vocals are so good. And... I don't know why, but the song in general just gives this wonderful, warm, beautiful feeling and sort of sets the stage for the rest of the film, from what I saw anyway. And it's just a gorgeous song. There's not many uh, films that have the ability to start off so correctly with just the choice of, like, you know, uh, the right song. And, and this song, is just it just does it so well. Okay, so now going back to the Marvel films. In the year 2004, we happen to have this little film called Spider-Man 2 come out, which was pretty darn awesome. And there was a nice selection of songs in the film, but the one that sticks out in my mind was Raindrops Keep Falling On My Head by BJ Thomas. And it's lovely. Such a nice, feel-good little song. And uh, it's just used in this sequence in the film where it's after Peter Parker has decided to go about and like not be Spider-Man anymore. And he's just deciding to live life as Peter Parker. And we just go through this interesting montage of him like, you know, is this li just living his life, um, seeing crime go down in New York and choosing not to do anything about it, doing his homework, being around in class. It's a nice little sequence. And is very silly, very happy-go-lucky, but it works in the context of the film. And it is funny the way in which it starts up when um, Peter's just walking down the road and he's looking all happy and then he just falls in the middle of the street and then just has to get up and put his glasses back on because his vision's like, you know, basically, you know, back to its sort of blurry ways as it was before he got his powers. It definitely just makes 
uh, Peter's life looks so um, so much more carefree and whimsical and it's silly fun and um, I just like the use of that song in that sequence okay now we're gonna go a little bit more recent back to 2013 with the film Paranorman and the reason I had to select this is because one the song that happens to be used in this moment is one of my favorite songs ever but it's just in the context of the film it was just so random and we are talking about Dizzy Rascals Fix Up Looks Sharp oh my gosh when I saw Paranorman I was enjoying myself already but then when it just came to this one moment when Alvin was breakdancing and he was breakdancing to Dizzy Rascal of all the choices of songs you could have used you used a British grime artist in that sequence I was over the bloody moon it was so random I didn't even know well firstly it was just like this dude practices breakdancing okay that's just random but there's the fact that he's bouncing the dizzy rascal of all things I was just like oh my gosh I was so happy, giddy, and I was laughing my head off because of this, the absurdity of what I was seeing on screen. It was a beautiful sequence. It's actually my favorite part of that entire film. Forget the actual story and everything else that goes on. That moment will stick with me for the rest of eternity as one of the most perfect moments I saw in the cinema. It was hilarious, funny, and just made me smile so much. So yeah, uh, fix up, look sharp. Great Dizzy Rascal song, great use of it in Paranorman. Good times for everybody involved. Now we're going to go back to 2012 with one of my favourite films from that year, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I have not read the book, I just saw the film, but what I saw was one of the most beautiful coming-of-age films I'd ever seen in my life since The Breakfast Club. And there's a sequence in the film where the three main characters, at least I think it's all three of them, are in a car and they're like travelling through a tunnel and you happen to be listening to uh, Heroes by David Bowie. Oh my gosh. In that moment, I felt like shedding tears. I think I might have even shed one or two. It was an incredible moment where just the action on screen and the music playing with it just fit so perfectly. You felt like you were with these guys in this moment of beauty, majestic brilliance. And it's just like, oh, I got the feel so deep it was ridiculous. And even though I've been listening to David Bowie like, you know, a fair amount at the time, that song I'd never really like, you know, was listened to too much. So it, that definitely became one of my, you know, more favorite songs of his. And I definitely started listening to more of his music after that period. Um, so yeah, Heroes is a great song and it was used to great effect in The Person Being a Wallflower. And now we're going to talk about the Despicable Me films for a second. Now, I'm actually going to be talking about both films and funnily enough, the artist I'm going to be talking about is both, um, for both films is Pharrell because he definitely contributed to both of those films, um, in great ways. Um, so I wanted to talk about the first Despicable Me film um and the song fun 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 in the sequence where i think it was Gru goes out with the girls to that theme park and you hear fun 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 for the first time oh my gosh it was just the definition of delightful um you see all these girls having fun and you have pharrell's wonderful vocals and the beautiful music in the background it's so energetic feel good and it's great 
and I love it. And that was like um, the main reason I went out to get the soundtrack, just because of that one specific song. And Pharrell continues to go about and like do great music into the second film, where um, obviously you have Happy, and it was used during that awesome sequence where Gru is just going through town, just saying like you know waving to people, and he's dancing, and he's in this feel-good groove, and it's just like before Happy became the international sensational hit that everybody knew from like uh i think it was what i can't remember what year it was now was it november of 2013 i think um back when that film came out and i think was it the summer of 2013 when that song was used in that film i was in love with it it was beautiful and it just worked so well in that sequence but my other favorite song from that film is Just a Cloud Away. Um, when I can't remember what the name of the oldest girl is, when she sees that, like, you know, really pretty looking guy um, at the mall and um, everything slows down and then you can hear, like, Just a Cloud Away playing in the background is one of those sort of, like, oh, the girl's just falling for the guy and. It's just the way in which it was done, the slow motion, the way in which everything lit up. It was a beautiful sequence and it's a gorgeous song. All right, so now we move back to the year 2001 with Donnie Darko, a film that I'm sort of half and half about. It's a very interesting, thought-provoking, dark, creepy and uh, very well-made film. But at the same time, it just makes you feel incredibly uncomfortable and... Um, since there's a lot of stuff to do with time travel and like, you know, a lot of, you know, confusing, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff, um, I don't always completely understand exactly what I'm watching until the end. But one of my favourite sequences in that film is when you happen to hear Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels, during the um, sort of montage sort of like long track sequence where you go through the entire school and see all the school kids doing all this random stuff and there's a lot of random actions going on during that sequence but it's just the way in which it's done in slow motion and you just hear the introduction of that piano and the vocals is such a fantastic sequence well made and the fact that it's all one shot just makes you wonder how long did it take to like you know was it just put all that together but anyway that song head over heels by tears for fears is gorgeous and is used very well in that sequence in donnie darko and now we're going to go back to the early side of 2015 with ex machina now that was one of my favorite films of that year but it also happens to feature one of the most random brilliant amazing unexpected sequences i've ever seen in any film and that was the point when oscar isaac's character and one of the other robots that he has with him breaks into dance to the song get down saturday night by oliver cheatham oh my gosh when i saw that in the film it was just like what is happening where did this come from but oh my god is it's brilliant! I watched this dance sequence. It was so well choreographed. It was filmed very well. And it's to one of my favorite jams that my parents introduced me to when I was like, you know, very young, like maybe six or seven years old. 
and you know it's one of the sort of jams that you really want to get down to and it was done to fantastic effect in the film it's one of my favorite sequences in film in recent years in recent memory it's fabulous and it's just it just came together in a beautiful fantastic way and um what can i say it's just a fabulous moment in time which i will remember for the rest of eternity and so to close this whole thing off we're going to go back to 2015 with furious 7 and obviously if you know the film that you know exactly what song i'm talking about we are talking about the song see you again by wiz khalifa and charlie puth my goodness what an adventure we'd been on like you know through the fast and furious films up until like you know was it furious 7 to come out but that ending my goodness that got me right right in the heart man because i'm not gonna act like i was like you know the biggest paul walker fan but he was pretty much integral to this uh, fast and furious franchise and you could tell that all these guys have become like such a family not only on screen but off screen and to hear about his death was horrible it was tragic news and the fact that they were still able to finish the film in the way in which they did in a respectful and wonderful manner was great but it was that ending that was the icing on the cake for me the way in which you just got to see vin diesel and paul walker you know part of paul walker there in the car and drive off in separate directions on that like a uh, highway and then have that beautiful montage of seeing those guys from the early films in like you know monochrome all the way up until like you know the end of furious 7 it was a beautiful sequence it was a wonderful wonderful send-off for paul walker and his character brian and it got me right there in the soul man like you know it was, i got all the feels for that and it was a beautiful sequence and it's a lovely song as well it's kind of overplayed now nowadays but like um it still doesn't detract from when you see it in the film i think the emotional element still holds true and it's just the perfect use of music and on-screen stuff coming together and yeah, I think that's going to do it for today because I can't go on for too long, even though I'd like to. But I'm just going to list off a few other songs that I haven't actually, you know, mentioned. I wanted to mention quickly Smash Mouth and their use of the song All Star in both Shrek and Rat Race. I also wanted to mention the brilliant use of the song September by the wonderful Earth, Wind & Fire at the end of Night at the Museum. Um, there's also... I could have mentioned the Bond songs, but um, there's too many to name, so I'm just going to go about and skip that. Uh, <laughs> and finally, another one of my most favorite uses of, like, you know, a feel good song in an unexpected sequence was Give It Up by Casey and the Sunshine Band in Kingsman The Secret Service. Oh my gosh, what a wonderful sequence that was. Just hearing that happy feel-good song just in this crazy sequence where all these people all over the uh, world are just beating the heck out of each other um, because of that crazy um, chip that, like, you know, Samuel Jackson's bad character went about and, like, you know, was it implied in all these people's phones. It was a great sequence and it's a great use of that song and I have never loved that song more than when I saw it in that film. So yeah, 
that's gonna do it for my favorite uses of music in film if you happen to have any favorite uses of music in film i would love to hear your thoughts so be sure to leave a comment or holler at me on twitter where i am hypersonic 55 or filmfocus 55 or be sure to drop me an email at thehypersonic 555 at gmail.com and yeah, that'll do me for another episode of Film Focus. Hopefully I'll have another review for you soon. I might do a review for the remake of The Magnificent Seven. Or might have another featurette for you. And I also want to say that I have two other featurettes coming up with uh, movie film scores and the state of the martial arts genre. So be sure to look forward to those when they come. So until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is me, The Hypersonic 55, signing out. Peace! Thank you.